This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the short miniature gaming podcast where we choose a topic and talk about it for as long as the dice decides. All right, you got a topic to go start us off with? Yep. So as always, the first topic is what have you been doing hobby-wise? Oh, I so I still... I totally forgot to get one. All right. Well, given that we have at least one minute, I can get going and then we'll see how long it goes for. But now just roll first. Two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. It's a good time. So I've still been working on O12, as I've mentioned in last week's, but I finished sort of the test paint models to get kind of the, the color formulas worked out for them. And now it's basically a matter of moving on to like more bulk painting. So for Infinity, bulk painting is not nothing like GW. It's basically like 68 guys is what I consider bulk painting in Infinity. And it's just sort of applying that color scheme to all of them and figure out how it works for each of those figures. So that's what I'm up to. All right. You decided to do O12, even though they were a mistake, eh? Yeah, because I got roped into them by a Kickstarter. That's how things happen in this world. Fair enough. And, and I All wanted right. to do it. Anyways, that can be talked about further. Sure. So uh, for me, I am almost done those uh, orc looters and uh, grots that I'd done for my 40K. I should finish all of my Warhammer 40,000 orc models. Uh, unfortunately, I found a couple more. So I have like three more or four more miniatures that I have to paint up uh, before I get to the big one. But I feel like that's going to push off. I'm probably going to take a break on that um, just to paint up some other models because I'm getting sick of painting orcs. So instead, though, on the other hand, I have did play a couple of uh, different games. I played, uh, I had a friend over and we played uh, Star Wars Legion. And I got to say, the system is really growing on me. It's quite good. The bolt Too bad it's Star Wars miniatures. The bolt action system is what you're talking about? Nope. It's an nope. entirely different system um, okay. by some other guy. Um, I forget his name, but he was recently fired from the company for some reason uh, okay probably had prince even though legion is doing well and then besides that i did try out uh joe mccullough's new game the silver bayonet and uh, i think i need to just just so that i can figure it out and i think uh, we need to go and play it so that we can uh, talk about it on a future podcast so that's what i've been up to okay well do you have any so that's Probably at least two on that one. You want to go for another one? Sure, let's do it. So let's start proper. My first question is, uh, do you think hobbyists in general like assembly or painting their minis more? Which one is more popular for general miniature gamers? Two minutes. Another two. So I think more people like painting their miniatures more just this isn't from my perspective, but just hearing what people complain about being hard, they seem to always complain about having to, like, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get this painted. But when it comes to building, they no one that's ever enthusing about the building process. If you're thinking about, like, the weight of negatives versus positives, mm -hmm. people don't really say anything positive about the build process. So I think that... It's much less common. Yeah, like I, I'll say positive things about it because I enjoy converting things. Mm -hmm. I enjoy like, I do a pretty good job. I like to think of like taking all the mold lines off and stuff like that. Whereas a lot of people mm -hmm. are like, oh, okay, you really, 
you really try to get through this process as quickly as possible. So uh-huh. that's, that's my, how I see other people doing it. Interesting. I would say the opposite. Well, I was going to say the opposite to start with, because when you see other people's incomplete projects, mm-hmm. they, a lot of them will get to the build stage. And then as soon as they've got to paint it, they just get, they get stopped by it. But mm-hmm. I think so here's, like- here, here's my thinking is that I think you're probably right for most uh, people who, who get deep into the hobby. Right. So like, hardcore like us right people that are really into it because you can express a lot more in general or you're that's that's more of a part of the hobby for the painting expression than it is for the assembly because a lot of the times you're just assembling whatever and unless you're doing you know heavy conversions and things like that now i do think though um one of the things is that um i think the reward for seeing the thing come together when you assemble it is I think for a lot of people, a lot higher. And that's why you see a lot of hobby projects get like for the general person who's getting into it, both are hard, right? But assembling a model and the change from unassembled to assembled is a lot easier and a lot faster, right? And you get that dopamine hit of quote unquote, completing your mini than you do from turning it from your assembled to painted, right? It's just a lot more effort. So you'd say the level of reward you get for the effort you put in is actually quite high for building the miniature, but then yep. the paint, and then, yep. much less reward from how much effort you got to put in to make it look good. Even though the ultimate reward is much higher for painting, right? It's just because okay. you put in so much more time to do that, right? Yeah, so I guess then you have a lot of people, and, and not for us, right? I'm just saying in general, for the general populace, there's a lot of people that, you know, you have to get over that hump where, you become a decent painter basically before it becomes even, I guess you'd say. Okay. Yeah, or I think it overtakes it from the painting side. I think that's a good differentiation to mark how people fall in general. Yeah. All right. All right. You got one? Yeah, I've got a fairly simple one that I was been thinking about since we've been playing more games with other friends and just seeing the dice that they bring. So a lot of the games that we play, we use D20s. And you've got to look at the re- results the other person gets. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of like the, the non-standard dice or just like branded dice, they'll have symbols on them, which will either be on the one or the 20 usually. Sure. If they're not in your dice, you look at the thing and you're like, what the heck just happened with this dice when they yeah. roll? It? So uh-huh. I'm just wondering, this is obviously not standardized because you got to wonder about it. Where do you think the symbol belongs? Does it belong on the one or does it belong on the 20? Hmm. I'll roll it up. Sure. I see two, so I don't have to actually look at a symbol. Um, <laughs> what? Two what? Is a... Okay. Yep. So um, that's a good question. I would say it belongs on the one. Uh, but to be ideal, uh, your game with a one should be your critical hit. Okay. So it, the symbol should be on the good roll, you're saying? 
I think the symbol should be on the good roll. So that's why people, I think people put it on the 20, right? Because in D&D, 20 is the critical hit, right? Yeah. But if you want the ideal thing, it would be on the one, but one would be your critical hit. So it's good. Okay. So I that's tough to fit in every game. Yeah, but those games are wrong. That's the problem. So what do you think? You should be going backwards. There's only two minutes. I can't explain it much more than that. So yeah, yeah. how about you? I, I just kind of think it should be on the one because the one is a single object and usually the symbol is a single object. So mm-hmm. like, if you think of like a D6, you just expect the one dot because that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've got one object. I'm just expecting you see one for one for yep. the, like the one thing. Yep. So that's uh, my so, so we're together then. Yeah, but my reasoning behind it, I guess, is a bit different. So, well, it's that's part of the the reason, right, for me. But uh, I'm, just, I'm just filling in air to to fill in the two minutes without actually having to go in depth. All right, so that's a good question. I think that question was longer than the actual answer that we gave, but that's mm-hmm. fine. All right, so next one. So this is kind of an open question, but what do you think is the best way to encourage painting miniatures in tournaments? You know, there's a lot of different ways that they could do it. So just wondering what your thoughts about that are. Three minutes. Okay, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to, I guess might as well go over the ways that we see other people encourage it first. And yeah. uh, I think there's, if you want to start at the lowest level, there's basically the punishment level where if you don't, Love you don't it. paint sufficient amount, you uh, you don't get in at all. That's the very yeah. lowest bar. Cool. That's, that's the stick. And the level above that, I guess you start getting points for having painted that aren't mm-hmm. like part of the game. And yeah. then the level above that. That's probably fine, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's really it's just cool. a softer version of saying you can't play, right? Saying it's called you can't you win. can't win now. You can play, you just can't win unless you painted your models. Mm-hmm. So that's the intermediate level. And then I guess there's the other level, which is rewarding, like having separate rewards in uh-huh. the tournament for having painted your yeah. stuff really well. Yeah, that's the um, what do you call it? That everyone gets a that's that's the what do you call it? The participation trophy version. I'm not talking about that one, I'm talking about like best best painted best man oh, win. Okay. Okay, you could win, but in a different kind of side tournament way. You know, that's yeah, fair. it's having a separate side wrong. tournament for that. So it's actually so, the opposite. It's the double. <laughs> it's like you. Oh, exactly. you won the tournament, whatever. But I won the painting competition. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think like everything we say, it's a matter of balance. So mm-hmm. because not everybody's going to be like a super high quality painter, or you don't want to discourage people from bringing their like not quite as not their best painted project. So having just the top painted reward may mm-hmm. not be the best way to go because mm-hmm. you're going to exclude a lot of people or like just encourage people to bring the same stuff over and over or whatever like that. Yep. So I think just having a general points for it is good. Just like having some portion of the the tournament be about painting just to it kind of encapsulates the idea that's on the entire hobby so you should get yeah. points for the whole thing for the main winning so it's yeah. just like towards the main prize mm-hmm. so basically the winner the overall winner 
is a combination score of painting and, or you, you just get a flat points for painting all your miniatures. Yeah, because I've always, always found that when you have like votes for painting, mm -hmm. it, people get lazy about it or they just vote for the people they like and all that. So I just see that as being like a waste of time. Really? I don't think so. No? I kind of disagree. I think, I, I'd even though I was bashing it about participation trophies, when you explained it, I actually really, really like that way. The idea of a two track thing where like you go in, you have a winner for uh, painting and a winner for mm -hmm. the other one. The only yep. stipulation that I find is that you should probably not be able to win best painted with the same army. Yep. Uh, and I think just like when you get tournament results, uh, to me, I think it's better if you'd like split the awards like 50-50 to show that painting and having a nice army is the same. So normally when you play a tournament, you get some sort of rewards. So I would mm -hmm. say split that. And then I'd also say you have some sort of draw for having a fully painted army as a second. Yeah, that's sort of another As opposed right. to a second, third, fourth, whatever. Or maybe yeah. you just give second, third, fourth also. So mm. yeah, but you can't you can't go again. So even the people who paint faster but not as well. Can at least like get in on it once the person who takes like a year to paint an army is like, okay, I yeah. won once this year. Okay, you've only won once this year because that's how slow you paint. Yeah. Anyways, and then you have right. to have a fully painted army with at least one new model, let's say, to get into draw. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. All right. So, oh, we got tech, we got one more to do to get up to ten minutes. So I just talked about this. Oh, do you have an actual question or a, no, should I keep on going? No, keep going. All right. So I just talked about this and I kind of want to know your thoughts. Um, what do you think about the silver bayonet and the idea of Napoleonic Gothic horror? Mostly Napoleonic fantasy is, is what I'm thinking. One minute. Oh, that just completes it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So I find historicals really boring to okay. have to like build an army around. So anything uh -huh. that deviates from that, like, really, I feel like overly constricted and like just the expectations of it, I find boring. And so anything that brings it further away from that, I like the idea of, there you go. There's 30 seconds. All right. For me, um, I like, at first I was like, oh, why would I ever play this? But I was thinking about it and, and, and the way Joe, McCullough, I, I, I listened to an interview, said it. I think it really basically sold me. He's like, I like the costumes of Napo the Napoleonic times from the different European factions, European factions, European nations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't want to paint a full Napoleonic regiment to go and play. So I created a skirmish game so I could just paint like eight bottles of the thing. And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. And I love it. Uh, to say, you, you got to play it though to see, right? But I love the idea of it. Basically, just have a different setting with different costumes because mm -hmm. you want to paint a handful of guys. Yep. All right. So uh, that's basically it. So that was uh, 10 minutes of uh, different talking about different topics. Um, if you have a topic you want to, uh, us to uh, talk about or a question you want us to answer, why don't you uh, give us a shout? You can uh, email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. 
Yeah, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything or join the group and let us know what you're up to and your questions. And we're that's Dice Over Everything group. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.